we know today's workforce will not stick around if they don't feel fulfilled. So Mm -hmm. if we're not asking during the interview process what fulfills them, Mm -hmm. we're setting ourselves up for failure from the very start. Success Confidentials are conversations around elective growth. What drives it and what sustains it? Are you ready to think outside the box and do healthcare differently? You'll learn from our missteps, our successes, and change the way that you think about elective healthcare. So let's have some fun. (laughs) Let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome to another Success Confidentials. I'm Christine, I bring a background into healthcare of business, marketing, customer service, sales. So I really brought a different viewpoint when I joined a private practice about eight years ago. So we really pivoted our elective process to really treat it like a business treat our patients like VIP customers, our employees like sales professionals, customer service concierge professionals, and really rethink the entire process, which exploded our growth and made us one of the busiest centers in the country. I'm Lauren. I worked in private practice for four years with my top priority, bringing more patients into the practice. My journey first started as a patient ambassador. I'm a next generation marketing guru and growth strategist teaching practices how to curate content, serve them to consumers where they're already at, which is social media, and lead them to action. So today let's talk about something that is either a frustration Mm -hmm. currently or ongoing Mm -hmm. or at different times within our practices, Mm -hmm. which is hiring the right people for the positions we need. Maybe missteps we made along the way, hires that did not work out, that we learned from and really formed hiring strategies around (laughs) to avoid those mistakes in the future. (laughs) What to look for, what questions to ask so we're making confident hires. For the past eight years, I've hired counselors, patient counselors, front desk, marketing personnel, really across the board in Mm -hmm. the practice. And I know how much time that takes. You do too, as as you've handled the interview process. It takes on average about 36 days, Mm -hmm. statistics show, to find the right candidate. And that even feels feels short. I can think of times where it took me a lot longer to find the right candidate. I mean, 36 days is over a month. That is a long time. It's a long time, and sometimes I think you just want it to end and you want to find someone. And we know that it costs about an average of $15,000 per mishire is what it costs Mm -hmm. our practice. If we get to the point where we're desperate and we just find someone who fits the bill and they're a mishire, it costs our practice. So I think that's the biggest thing that, that I've learned and I know you know as well is to not try to end the process but stay focused on finding the right person, Mm -hmm. which is difficult. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like making a bad hire can affect the team culture? Yes, and I think that's part of what makes the stakes so high, Mm -hmm. is there are so many factors that are affected by a new hire. It's time, it's effort, it's expense, it's onboarding, but it definitely affects team morale and culture. Studies actually show that the wrong team member onboarded can result in up to 32% drop in morale and up to a 36%, I believe, drop in productivity. That's how much they affect the rest of our team. So it's so essential that we add 
the right team member for the sake of the rest of our team. We talk all the time about taking our missteps and what we learned from them and sharing that. And I think most hiring managers have a hire that they regret, that kind of lingers with them. Do you have one? What is it? Yes, I do. Unfortunately, I would love to say I didn't. But it really was a point of reflection for me in my career because this was probably the second person, second or third person I'd hired at this point. Mm -hmm. And I was really basing it off of what I believed um, was the equation for success, which is looking at the person's resume interviewing them yeah and on paper on paper um taking the words they say wholeheartedly and not really looking at their characteristics as a person Mm. um and i was just like wow they're checking the boxes of what i need so come to find out they come into the practice we're working together our personalities do not click what was on the resume looking back now I realized was a little fluffed Mm -hmm. like you see quite frequently so it was probably the same amount of training between that person and the person that ended up being a great fit that I hired based off behavior but the training process was worlds easier one person invited criticism Mm -hmm. one person really took in every word I said during the training process and really owned that piece of the practice while the other person did the bare minimum. This was a social media coordinator. Mm -hmm. And in this role, it's important, and like many roles, to hire off of behavior and the way you guys click rather than what's on the resume because it can be a mixture of both. And that was a learning moment for me as this was really early on in my career. When we interview and we look at the candidate and Mm -hmm. the qualifications, clearly we have to care about qualifications, Mm -hmm. but that just as importantly is what I hear you saying is the soft skills Mm -hmm. that this person brings to the table. Would you say you, in that instance, you hired a candidate, not a person, versus Mm -hmm. the second time around, you hired the person person. who happened to be a candidate? Yes. And now when I go into interviews, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the soft skills of, you know, let's take that social media role again, Mm -hmm. is what is their body language like naturally or in conversation that's uncomfortable, like an interview, because that's how it can be with the patient. And so Mm -hmm. now... I'm confident in hiring for that position where before, you know, you just have to learn. Mm -hmm. And most of the time when we have to make the difficult decision to part ways with a Mm -hmm. mishire, it usually comes down to their deficiency in soft skills Mm -hmm. more than the hard skills because Mm -hmm. we can train those things and it's very rarely that someone is a mishire because of the hard skills that they fail at. It's almost always those soft skills, the culture their Mm -hmm. drive, their motivation, Mm -hmm. their ability uh, to want to excel Mm -hmm. and execute what's required of them. Mm -hmm. From that, what are some of the things that you started implementing into your interview process to avoid Mm -hmm. that mishire? I'm not gonna lie, I actually got it from you in practice (laughs) sitting next to you and seeing you do this in interviews. (laughs) That was a working interview. Even if they're patient-facing time, isn't as large as other people as you know the counseling doctors counselors front desk we need to make sure that they can interact with our team naturally and comfortable in a more relaxed environment Mm -hmm. and also need our team's opinion as well yes once they kind of calm down from that interview Mm -hmm. how do they carry themselves Mm -hmm. that's why I love a good working interview and it doesn't have to be long right you know come back for an hour 
You can have them in the environment because just as much as the interview process is for us to evaluate a team mm-hmm. member, it's also for the team member to evaluate us mm-hmm. and make sure this is a role that they would enjoy, mm-hmm. which is such a huge pivot in the hiring process. We know now it's not us that is just needs to be wowed. These candidates need to be wowed. If they are a good candidate, we are just one person vying for the opportunity Mm -hmm. to work with them. The market is so different now. And that's really one of my points is when we're hiring, it's so easy to become tired of the process Mm -hmm. and let resumes sit and pile up and then review them and kind of take mental breaks from that process. Mm -hmm. But we know that good candidates are only available, usually a max of 10 days are they Mm -hmm. on the market and they're gone. Mm -hmm. So if you let resumes sit for a week, the good ones are gone. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's really a big takeaway for me that I've learned in the process is when you're hiring, you have to be committed to being on top of the process and not letting things cool down. What do you do in a situation where you want to bring someone in for a working interview, but they're already working at another job? How do you get around that? Yeah, I mean, that can be difficult. It depends on what kind of a position they have, what their flexibility is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes now if they have a stay-at-home position, they have more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but for someone who may have a difficult time asking off of work, I always feel like it's a privilege for them to choose to spend that time with us. And if they're an hourly employee that their paycheck is going to be lighter because of that, I always like to offer a compensation for that, mm-hmm. just kind of in good faith to appreciate their time. And it's a great way to start that relationship on a good note. If this is someone we end up extending an offer to, we've already set the tone that we appreciate and value them, which today's workforce has to feel. They have to feel valued by our organization. Let's talk about how the interview process goes for us, mm-hmm. what we look for, what are those verbal and nonverbal clues that we mm-hmm. use to assess soft skills, not just the technical skills, the qualifications, right? Those mm-hmm. should be a given that we're mm-hmm. assessing. But what's, what are we looking at to make sure they're going to be the right candidate for us? Your tone of voice, body language, are you open, inviting? Mm-hmm. How well is your eye contact? Are you confident in yourself? A genuine smile, are you happy? And just overall energy. Mm-hmm. But I always like to give people grace at the beginning because we've all been other, on the other side where you're nervous and sometimes your nerves can get the best of you but I really like to measure how I walked away from the encounter at the end and how I really got to know them at that point. Yes. For any of our new viewers, you know, you were Miss Arkansas, mm-hmm. so but you were not only formerly in the pageant world, you currently offer pageant coaching, you coach and uh, judge at pageants. Mm -hmm. So on top of practical in-clinic interview skills, you now also in a whole different world, but more specifically geared towards soft skill measurement, Mm -hmm. you interview pageant contestants. And from what I understand what you shared, it's less about their answer and more about how they answer that you are investigating how they feel about you, the environment, the world, all, all the things that matter through their answers. And you've applied that to your strategies hiring in the practice, which I find so fascinating and, and works so well. Obviously, we know we've tested this, <laughs> I've seen you in action, and it uncovers amazing things, the way you ask questions to interview candidates. Mm-hmm. What are some of the questions and what are you looking for when people answer? Yes. So my first off one that applies to both is 
what is your biggest strength is what is your biggest weakness. I'm not looking when they talk about their weakness to really just like beat themselves down, but I like to see how they can turn it into a positive and how they keep their tone and body language still open to me um, because it shows me that we can have easy communication and kind of talk about hard things. Mm. One I like to ask is, have you ever butted heads with someone at work? or had any type of workplace conflict what did it look like and how did you resolve it obviously we're really looking to uncover have they never had any conflicts does everybody love them at work are they just the likable person or if they have how did how did they handle that mm-hmm. do they work well with others mm-hmm. even if there are other difficult team members that they may encounter Mm-hmm. I always like to see what motivates these people as well. So I like to bring up things, what they're passionate about, what's their biggest accomplishment and work, mm-hmm. because we really uncover what drives them and yes. motivates them in the workplace because that's what lights them up. Yes, and as employers, again, that's where we have to pivot is to champion our team's strengths, mm-hmm. minimize their weaknesses, and give them that fulfilling work experience because Mm -hmm. we know today's workforce will not stick around if they don't feel fulfilled. So Mm -hmm. if we're not asking during the interview process what fulfills them, Mm -hmm. we're setting ourselves up for failure from the very start. 